Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, Andy Murray from What Culture Football and Simon Gallagher from What Culture Football as well. We are here to discuss another burning football issue, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. But gents, we are gathered here today to discuss football rules that failed. And the catalyst for this is this dreadful new handball rule because today some insane news has come out uh, from lawmakers IFAB, that's the International Football Association Board, uh, reviewing their decision uh, to obviously disallow Jesus's goal against Tottenham for Man City over the weekend. I say reviewing their decision. They have announced there will not be a review into that decision. That as much as they've reviewed surprise, it. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Lucas Brud said, the laws are fairly clear. It's more about acceptance and communication rather than saying, oh, now we have to re- react immediately and change something. We constantly monitor what is happening in football every day. And if we feel that something needs to be reviewed, then of course we put it on the agenda. They're not going to review that decision, despite the fact that everyone thinks this new handball rule is ridiculous and it's tainting VAR, in my opinion. What what did you make of it? It's it's ridiculous. The best thing about it, though, is that statement is basically... He, here are two paragraphs to say, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no nah, way. Chief. We, it doesn't even... It, it basically spells out, it doesn't even matter whether we're wrong or not. We're just not going to do anything about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the whole, just accept it yeah, and move it's on. It's about yeah. acceptance. It's not about rules. It's about moving on with your life. You'll take this slop and you will eat it. Like everyone universally, players, coaches, Mm -hmm. fans, pundits, everyone has said that's nonsense. Even Hugo Lloris, who obviously uh, conceded the goal and got got a result as a a, uh, result of that decision, was laughing about it when the referee explained that, no, 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 it's not a goal. It's a handball, despite the fact that if it hit the defender's arm, it wouldn't have been given as a penalty. What, what did you yeah. think? No, it's a farce of a thing. I get I get the impression that this is the kind of situation where it's going to take literally dozens of examples of this to arise before they actually do something about it, which is quite interesting because in the Women's World Cup, you had that fiasco with keepers coming off the line, which as a Scottish person stung me Ooh, deeply. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's, it's completely hampering the whole flow of the game. It, it takes away the natural order of things before your hands. You're going to have to tie your goddamn limbs behind your back. And even then you're not safe. It's ridiculous. It's, uh, you know, I, I was quite pro VAR at the beginning, but this, things like this have just really turned me against it. Yeah, I think it's I think... the minutiae, isn't it? The, yes. The, the little bits of rules where they've adapted them 
are the things that are spoiling VAR. The things that wouldn't have even occurred to anybody to be things exactly. that would disallow goals. Like, no one had any... There's been... There was... I certainly didn't see any protestations when they brought in goal line technology because it was a black and white yeah. issue. Yeah, And yes, it is getting... Making football more and more clinical, but to a... To a ridiculous extent now and I also I don't think this is VAR's fault I mean no. granted if we no. didn't have VAR then it wouldn't have been noticed because they on, only subsequently on checking the goal did they see uh, the is it Americk Laporte I think his arm who hit um, but it's the rule itself yeah and it's nonsense and I, I don't understand what needs to happen for them to if they're saying this now how big of a you know decision or, you know, big of an influence on a game does it need to have? You had the PSG um, penalty, uh, Man United penalty given um, against PSG um, in, during the Champions League last season. You've had this with the winners of the Premier League last season with one of their closest contenders this year. Obviously, Liverpool are probably a bit, a little bit closer. So how big of a decision does it have to be? Do you want a Champions League final? Yeah, It might have to be that. It'll either be one massive decision or a build-up of, of slightly smaller ones like this, mm. I think. It's it's ridiculous. It's the fact that they you know, haven't noticed the whole groundswell of support for changing the, the handball rule and just gone, no, I, th I think it looks fine, despite yeah. the fact it was a completely legitimate goal and a completely yeah. accidental handball. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm absolutely here for the banter of City yes. getting this winner ruled out. It's good yes. crack. It's good patter. But at the it same will never time, affect us. No, exactly. It didn't affect Aberdeen, so I don't care. I mean, it um, certainly <laughs> will never have uh, VAR in non-league football right no, now. <laughs> no. yeah. uh, but we're going to use this yeah, as a jumping off point to talk about football rules that failed because there's been a checkered history, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Andy, start us off. What's one of the football rules that you remember failing spectacularly? Yeah, golden goal can eat the dirt forever, oh. eternally. It's like one of my favourite phases of any knockout competition has always been extra time because everyone's tired. No one can stand up. <laughs> everyone's had enough football. They're done. They've they've emptied their gas tanks. And they're just going to... It's the equivalent of two boxers in round 12 just throwing wild haymakers, trying to knock each other out. And in extra time, you get like mad sloppy goals. You usually get like two or three. It's fun, it's exciting, it's a car crash. I love everything about it. But what Golden Gold did was it encouraged every single goddamn team in the world not to press, not to keep going, not to have fun and create a fun, enjoyable viewing experience, but to sit back for fear of conceding. And you got these dull, tedious, 30-minute, 250-minute periods where nothing happened. Occasionally, someone would break and score, but it wasn't worth it for those fleeting moments of euphoria. For the most part, extra time, one of the most exciting periods of any game, became an absolute slog. I hated it, and I dance on its grave to this day. I quite liked Golden Goal back in the so day. He says that like such an SPL fan. <laughs> <laughs> His idea of perfect football is just chaos everywhere. <laughs> yes, it is. Give They're, me chaos. They, they then tried to fix Golden Goal with Silver Goal, which was... I actually really like Golden Goal. I think it's good because it's it's like I'm a Newcastle fan, so every time we lose or win, it's been via some awful reason or some something that you can like throw in people's faces, which makes supporting mm -hmm. things much easier, much better. Um, so for there to be an element of um, banter about how you win a game, I think that's just good. I think it's nice for. I think football these days is a bit more boring than it used to be. You play one up front. People sit back naturally for something like the golden goal. It would change things. But then the silver goal came in, and it was neither out nor something, as they say. Yes. They, they sort of wanted to 
reward pressing, but then it was like, well, we're only going to do that until the end of the half that you score in. Mm. So it, I mean, the lawmakers turned on that one pretty much straight away. I think there was one game ever that was decided by silver goal. I, I had no idea what it was. Was it? Yeah, oh, good grief. Celtic, yeah. Good grief. Well, see you later, Sally. <laughs> um, I, I, the, I, maybe I've got sort of rose-tinted glasses when I'm trying to remember golden goal. It's anti-banter. That's yeah, why you, I hate you it. You say that, and I don't, but I don't really remember teams sitting back. The only game that sticks in my mind for when you talk about golden goal is, of course, South Korea versus Italy in the <laughs> yeah, 2002 just... World Cup because it was a game where... Italy dominated. They probably should have won the game in normal time. South Korea, you know, I think Gus Hiddink was the manager, wasn't he? Uh, and he's doing a fantastic Oosh. job there. And and yet it went to golden goal and South Korea just got this goal and suddenly Italy were out of the world. That's Cup. the thing. You got these fleeting moments, like one in 12, something amazing like that would happen. But the other 11 were as dull as a Bob Dylan album. Just <laughs> tedious. Like watching a Jose Mourinho true. team play. Yeah. Um, What's one of the rules that you remember just being awful? So in the like uh, in the 1980s, the lower leagues experimented with the idea of having two points for a home win and three points for an away win. You you told me about this just before we came in here, and I was astonished. I had no idea that this it's was just a thing. unnecessary and ridiculous. Because, like, admittedly, an away win is still thought of as more yeah. difficult. Yeah, I don't think it's enough to reward somebody with an extra point, considering a draw you would get the same amount of points for it. Uh, it. It lasted for a couple of seasons, and it actually decided a title. Did it? Win. Yeah, Maidstone yeah. won by one point, um, despite the, the other team winning three games in a row at the end of the season. It was just like you, you get punished for winning games, which just seems completely <laughs> backwards to me. Um, and then it got dropped in 1986. Pretty much as soon as it came in, and it was just stupid. Like it's just one of those things where, in like in 1994 World Cup, there was loads of talk before it happened about how Americans wouldn't understand football because it was too boring. So we'll change all these rules. We'll make the goals bigger, <laughs> and like it was like, get Diana Ross why? taking penalties. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it just seems like that where it it tries to increase the entertainment factor when all it does is penalise teams. Mm. That, that stupid. That does seem madness, but especially like you say when it decides a title yeah, race. Imagine how annoyed you would be if that happened, and especially by one point. Fair play if it was like twelve. It, it reminds me a tiny bit of uh, there was a Formula One season a while back where they just decided for for the banter the last race of the season was double points, and there was <laughs> it, it, it was close to I think Lewis Hamilton losing the title because if the, whoever was he was racing against if they'd have won the race would have scored more points than <laughs> just because they're like. Yeah. Uh, Double points last race. Whoa, Madness, yeah. I two points. I mean, I get it. Going away from home and getting a result is tougher, yeah. but it's not no thirty three percent tougher. It's like I always like Arsene Wenger. I'm well aware is a figure of ridicule in in British football now. For, and on this channel, for better or worse. But um, <laughs> I always liked his take on away games, and that theoretically there shouldn't really be any difference. Like if you choose to let a hostile crowd affect you, yeah. then that's on you. Something wrong with the team. Yeah, it's a psychological weakness if you're letting that happen. So the idea that they, you know, should be worth an extra point is it's just barmy, that. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, which I was kind of disappointed that it failed, was the Abbott style of penalties. Of course, we've been used years and years, especially English football fans, of, you know, you take a penalty, I take a penalty, you yeah. take a penalty, I take a penalty. But they changed it up to sort of I, I suppose it was to take, to, to remove the 
weighting, I suppose, of penalties because there was a, there was someone there was a, some calculations made yeah. about the team who took penalties first generally went through more often, and so they mixed it up so that you know you take a penalty, then I take two, then you take two, and it was slightly difficult to get your head around. Jonathan Pierce's head nearly exploded. I think <laughs> when they started it off, but he, he had trouble with goal line technology, so I'm not surprised yes. by that. He has trouble with slightly too complicated robot wars fights. So, <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, I, I, I quite enjoyed Alba penalties. I thought it, it did make things a little bit more interesting. It's, an- it's another thing that I have to respectfully disagree because I thought again it was anti-patter. Like, why would you want to take away the gap between penalties? That allows for magic moments like Tim Krul going up to Costa Rica players yep. and shaking their hands and being a fanny. It's it's the moment where players would just mentally collapse is when they're walking up to the spot and there's this arena of people shouting, you're a fanny and all this <laughs> stuff at them. I think it's proper magic. It's one of my favourite parts of penalty shootouts. I simultaneously love and hate penalty shootouts. I oh, hate them. Awful. Yeah, I hate them. Involved in they're them. awful yeah. and great. Yeah. yeah, I hate them probably because we're English, and up until recently they were our well, one of our many Achilles heels. But when I'm watching them, like the Super <laughs> Cup final recently, for example, when I'm watching them and there's, I have no involvement in it, and I have no um, team preference. I love it. Like you say, just yeah. and, and they've they've kind yeah. of cut back on it, but when they used to have Tim Krul doing stuff like that, uh Jens Lehman pulling notes out of his socks yeah. to look at where <laughs> yeah. people are gonna put penalties. And I always used to love uh goalkeepers handing the ball to a striker, yeah. like holding on to it and all the antics on the line. I don't know why, but they've cut back on that quite yeah. a lot, obviously, with the whole making people stay in their line and, and uh, all of that sort of thing. But it was always, always very, very entertaining. It's because fundamentally, everybody likes to see people miss penalties. Yeah. Your, your own team aside, if somebody misses a penalty, that's the biggest, Way. the biggest story in any football yeah. match, yeah. Like and last it, night, Pogba. And, yeah. and often, I mean, you know, that the one last night was a good save. It's yeah. that if you, half the time when people miss yes. penalties, they spectacularly just get penalties. sky it, yeah. They, you know, they Chris Waddle it. Yeah. John Terry John Terry. Is, <laughs> I mean, honestly, is, is straight into my veins yeah. and that sort of thing. Especially it's, when somebody tries something where they've been like, I've worked on this on the training ground and it just spectacularly There was a, I think it was Jan Kermagant. I don't know why his name sticks in my brain. Was it Charlton? I think he was playing the, for in the, the playoffs. Penenka. And he yeah. thought, oh, yeah. Penenka this. Yeah, and the, this. it was all well and good when you know, Andre Pirlo doing yeah. it against England in a World Cup and it looked spectacular and you put Joe Hart on his arse. But the goalkeeper just stood there and caught it. Yeah. And everyone was just like, oh, and that's was out of the playoffs. <laughs> we hate you now. I'm um, almost certain that Jermaine Jenis did a, an attempted chip penalty for Newcastle once and it got saved similarly. Oh. Do you remember the one when, when I can't remember who Arsenal were playing, but Arsenal tried to do the one where they you Laid pass, it, it, you pass <laughs> it forward yeah, and the yeah. player runs in, but they missed the ball. It was Pires and Henri, that wasn't was it? it? Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Too fancy for my, for my liking. Yeah, no, no, it's just Wellyett, man. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, speaking of penalties, another thing I wanted to mention, we didn't really have it as much in this country, but do you remember 35-yard shootouts where they just got the ball and ran This was goal? an American it was, you thing, know, it's, it's kind it? of sort yeah. of an ice hockey penalty shootout, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, v- vaguely through YouTube clips and other historical artifacts that only Michael Hamflick can remember. It's, yeah, no, man, like, why, why are people so keen to mess with penalties? Like, I know we hate them when our team's there, but it's great crack when a team... England's going out of that Euros when bloody Ricardo took his gloves off, saved a penalty, took his gloves off. It's, it's incredible stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand why you have to tweak the formula. It's a strange one as well because it was. I think it was supposed to level the playing field, but I don't see how that's any different in in terms of skill. Because admittedly, you run with the ball, but then you still have to shoot. I think a penalty is more of a technical. Yeah, I've yeah, always felt skill. when I. I mean, it's obviously again, it was an American thing just to. I don't know why. Liven as things it, up. As no if reason. football hasn't got enough fans around the world. <laughs> the story of that league, the North American Football League, is amazing. Some of the things that happened behind the scenes. What do they do in there? Like, Paul Cannell went over there from Newcastle in the 70s. He was like a, a good player at Newcastle, but he's adored in America because he, he sort of went over there. This has nothing to do with football, but he, he just had the time of his life. He went out with Jimmy Carter's daughter. He would go to nightclubs all the time. And it was just all this. They all went for a holiday and had the time of their lives. And the people running the league were all like the worst football owners in England at the time. And my favourite when I, uh, I glance at American football are, you know, the, fan, the, the, the crowds are growing now and that's great to see and, the, the, you know, the franchises are developing. The fact that Bradley Wright Phillips, no offence, is one of the stars. The greatest of, player of all yeah, time. Yeah. Of, of that league is insane. But also the chance. They have <laughs> some of the worst chance I've ever heard in football. It's just a different type of fan culture, it isn't is it? It's surreal. But yeah, also I, I re-watched some 35-yard shootouts and, uh, you know, they're, they're much the same in terms of percentage of goals. Yeah. But I also thought, imagine playing 120 minutes of football and then they say, instead of just running up and kicking a ball from 12 yards, 
take it from the halfway line. The goalkeeper's just goalkeeper's going to be relatively well rested, and he can just leg it out to yeah. you, close the angle down. I mean, they, people talk about when you take penalties and the goal shrinking anyway. Yeah. It must look like a dot when you've got a, a goalkeeper legging it out to you. You're knackered. You've had to run 35-odd yards to try and put it away. Yeah, hey, man, how's that adrenaline dump treating you? <laughs> yeah. It's when just I... all about theatre, isn't it? They, yeah. they have imagined that the build-up to the, the running is like where everybody's going to get more invested, but it isn't. Like you said, the most investment you have is the stuff that's going on as the penalty's about to be taken. It's not mm-hmm. while it's being taken. It's the mind games and the pressure and the, the crowd, yeah. pretty much. That is, it's fake entertainment, right? But it sort of fits that it's an American Yes, I uh, don't, you know, creation. I, I think it works in ice hockey, but yeah. not so much in football. Yeah. No. Uh, one of the final ones I want to discuss here, do you remember the six-second rule for goalkeepers? I genuinely don't know whether or not that's still a rule. I think it would be enforced if somebody was taking the piss to yeah. be honest, but I think a couple of years ago it was enforced like once. I can remember a couple of times at most since it came in where it happened, and it was when they were being like wildly inappropriate. But when it first came in, it was like they were totally hot on it, so they had the, the timer on the yeah. screen, and if it went over, it was like the commentators would lose their minds about them shaving uh, Seconds onto their onto their kickoff times. So it was just stupid. Yeah, it was. I, I I understand the whole time wasting thing, and I'm completely behind discouraging teams from time wasting. But that was nonsense. Yeah, like um, I once again find myself on the opposite side of the argument. I am all for <laughs> a goalkeeper being an absolute wank and holding on to the ball for like thirty seconds because there's there's two things that inexplicably make crowds angrier than if you'd like pissed on their mother the first one <laughs> is goalkeepers picking up the ball and taking ages and ignoring the crowd exactly the completely no selling the whole thing the other one is you know when there's a throw-in and you're at a live game and an opposing player decides to move i don't know a yard <laughs> as if it's gonna make any kind of difference i'll i love it like for me f- football has become like this kind of banter escapade and you know stuff like being a wank and time wasting is just great. I think I, I think well, I'm sure we can. We'll, we'll have a separate podcast talking all about time wasting. But I think I like time wasting. But when it's earned, when you've got to get a little bit creative, holding on to a football is not creative. <laughs> it's not getting the ball. You know, and they sort of hoof it over the top, and the goalkeeper sort of chesting it. Yeah. So yeah. and then waiting for the, the strike to come, in. and then catching it or catching it and laying down on the ground and holding it down when you know when that's your team defending and it's a really simple cross and they just catch it they could just land on their feet but they completely go to ground and they hold it down there I think that's far more creative than someone running it in a corner and then just having that little scrap I mean you see we saw that in Liverpool Barcelona two of the greatest you know Champions League teams last season and the match ended with just James Milner sort of scrapping away in the corner for it it was very very it's, it's beautiful stuff was right? there a rule that I seem to remember where you uh, if you goalkeeper bounce the ball twice you had to get out of the box apparently not uh, that is the uh, lie alarm yeah they had to bounce, <laughs> bounce the ball twice and yeah, they, everyone had to get out of the box. I don't, I don't know whether it was an official one, but we certainly played it at school. Yeah. yeah. I think that might have been a teacher's one where it was B-sporting. It was it was akin to the, the back pass rule, which I got removed from some five-a-side games, I seem to remember. Because that yeah. was allowed back in the day, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't allowed back in goals Aberdeen five-a-side, I can <laughs> tell you that much. As someone who used to play as a goalkeeper, it was very annoying. It yeah. was, it was, I always used to love that when someone would forget, and the goalkeeper basically had to 
hoof the ball out and concede an indirect yeah. free kick or something from about two yards out because we could, one of us had forgotten. Yeah. Uh, there we go again. The, uh, um, just to go back to the time-wasting thing, it was responsible. Time-wasting is responsible for one of my most rewarding ever moments in football. And it was when Alan Shearer, time-wasted, and Roy Keane lost his mind and threw the ball yes. off Shearer. And yes. Shearer was like put out as if he'd, be, he'd hurt him and Roy Keane tried to pull Alan Shearer's head off. And... Shearer standing, just looking at him, and Roy Keane going at him like a terrier is the greatest image I've ever seen yeah. in a football match. Yeah, players getting wound up by other players, time wasting. Yeah, especially him. Is the, the best thing of all time. Man. So do you think, to come back to our uh, original topic, do you think they are going to eventually rescind this handball rule? Yeah, I think they'll be stubborn with it. I think we'll get a few yeah. more responses from, what's his name? Brud. Lucas, Lucas Brud. Brud. Lucas Ifab. So, Lukey Bird, I think he'll, you know, he'll have a few more of these bad boys copy-pasted when it happens against, I don't know, Watford versus Stoke. Stoke aren't even in the league. Never mind. Um, Burnley, it'd be a very Burnley Yeah, thing, like, there'll be a me. couple of these smaller games, but maybe it'll happen in, like, a Champions League semi-final and Liverpool, God willing, uh, will get screwed, <laughs> out of, screwed out of something. That'd be nice. Hopefully, yeah, some changes in the Yeah, line. I agree. They have to justify the fact that they've probably spent like six months and thousands upon thousands of pounds sitting in boardrooms going, what rule can we slightly change to justify mm. our existence? And then at the end of the season, they'll change it again to something else. Yeah. Was do it, you uh, know that they've changed the drop ball rule this season? I do. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like, there's no need for it. I was, at a, uh, I was at a Chesterfield game at the start of this season and the ball hit the referee as it does, you know, yeah. relatively regularly in non-league football to be perfectly honest and uh, he stopped the game and I was completely unaware of this until I was watching some Premier League action the weekend after that yeah if the ball hits the referee and it gives the attacking team an advantage he has to stop the game and there was some old boys behind me in the stand who basically I think considered whether or not they wanted to follow football anymore as a result <laughs> of this they were like this is not like it used to be it always hits the referee and then yeah, then they had the drop ball as a result of that. Yeah. And there was none of this just kicking each other's shins. <laughs> they just let someone kick it back to them. Uh, I think they didn't ever take advantage of that rule because the rule of a drop ball was that as many players as you like could contest it. So you could have yeah. all just kicked each other up a height. But because of sportsmanship, uh, it was only ever two players and one of them didn't contest. Uh, it annoyed me. That also, and also no one took a run up. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Here it comes. Uh, right, let us know your favourite football rules that failed in the comment section below or on Twitter. You can tweet them to us at WhatCultureFC. In fact, watch you there. Follow all three of us. You can follow Simon Gallagher at... At Cy Gallagher. You can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Harry Maguire's head. You can follow me, Chesterfield boy, Harry Maguire. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. You can follow us all at What Culture FC, of course. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football for daily football podcasts. Too. My thanks to Sai and to Andy. Thank you for watching, and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.